I first heard one of Lucinda Williams' songs on a compilation album. Hot Blood was the song. I loved it. Something about her writing and performing that, that seems, as somebody else has already said, to come straight from the heart. These songs and her voice seem real, about real lives and real people we've known or met or seen or something or other. She's sometimes considered too country for rock radio and too rock for country radio, but she's pretty much just right for anyone else who hears her, and that means you. Please welcome Lucinda Williams. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. I am Rob Elba, your host. And before I say anything else, I just want to acknowledge the uh, passing of our friend, my friend and friend of the show, Mr. Tom Smith, just passed very suddenly. And um, yeah, and he was a, uh, I've known him a really long time, but uh, he was a great guest. He's been on like three times. And I just talked to him uh, like a month ago, and he was planning his next uh, appearance. And sadly, that will not happen. Uh, but Tom's was a very interesting character. He was a great guy. And uh, you should definitely uh, dig in to Tom Smith and see what he was all about. Because, like I said, he was an interesting fellow. And as apropos to that, uh, I'm recording this episode at uh, Mr. Our, another friend of the show, Mr. Rat bastard studio frank Falestro, rat bastard who was uh, a a band man uh bandmate of tom smith for many years to live and shave in la and um is also a very uh interesting fellow that's that's still with us he'll be with us forever he's, he's like a cockroach uh, rat's not going anywhere <laughs> but the reason i'm in rat studio with rat is because i have a guest a live guest but they live in miami and as you guys know miami people won't drive to broward county <laughs> they just uh, they don't so i don't even ask anymore because it's like why would you ask because they just won't do it it's like go, asking them to get on a plane and go to a different <laughs> state or something um, but I'd like to welcome to the show, uh, first time guest, Mr. Nick Mencia, AKA Nick County, right? That's right. Thanks for having me, Rob. All right. And, um, welcome to the show, Nick. I was sorry to hear of your friend's passing. I listened to some Live and Shave in LA today and it's, I, I made the mistake of calling it music to rat when I came in, but, uh, uh, yeah, no. great sound, great sound. <laughs> there you go. It, truly, okay. truly great music. Great well, I sound. Hope your ears, sound. Are your ears still okay to We're listen good. to, uh, no, it, 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 music? it purified me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Nick, uh, you're a musician, you're a songwriter, but you're also a producer, and you have a, a uh, label, right? You're founder of Public Work Records. That's right. And um, I, I believe, I think I knew of your podcast beforehand. I knew of you by reputation far and wide in South Florida, but... Um but Rachel Angel was on was on your podcast. Yes, she was a great guest. Uh, Rachel Angel, she did Purple Mountains, the Purple yes, Mountains. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and then she even uh, sang at the end of it. She did a little song at the end of the episode. And you produced her 
album? I just, I just put it out on the label. You put it out on yeah, the label. Yeah, she's, okay. she's, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rachel's, and she's a dear friend. I talked to her last week. She's doing well in Spain. I sent her a picture of you to say, hey, look where oh, I am. Oh, nice. So oh, she's, she's in pro- Spain? She's probably sleeping. Yeah, she's doing a, a like a Berkeley program over in Valencia. So that on. Yeah, look she's just getting better, look better at every day. Kicking. Look at you young people. Rat, look at all these young people doing shit and getting growing, shit done. Growing, Doesn't that, yeah. that make you feel good? <laughs> um, yeah, so Nick, so you're like kind of, so when did you come to South Florida? I mean, I've been coming here my whole life. My, my dad was uh, from Cuba, and so a lot of our family was here. But I grew up mostly in the Northeast, and uh, I moved here to stay about 11 years ago now so okay yeah so first so first off let's talk about what we're talking about the record you brought so what's the record you brought to talk about? so i brought to talk about uh lucinda williams car wheels on a gravel road right all right so you brought a country and this you know this is going to be our first country record that i've done on this show in like five years so this is kind of a big deal i'm sure you've found you've kind of found like little there's you know these invisible lines like, oh, yeah. like between Dade and Broward that that <laughs> exist between country and other things. Uh, I mean the Purple Mountains record is it's not not country. It's, oh right, yeah, yeah no no yeah we've skated it up, but this yeah. is a full on although not really though because it, it is. I mean that's her. I, she's in the country realm, sh- but uh, who knows how she would categorize herself? I, right. I, I imagine she would eschew the the country title. Although oh probably yeah. She clearly has a, a deep affinity for the music based on her music, but. I think she got tagged with a lot of people on this like alt country rock tag in the '90s, which right seems to be it, it has a date, it has like an expiration date. You know, oh, it's right, like Uncle right. Tupelo and the Bottle Rockets and uh, you know the the Blasters and all these bands. Right, exactly. Like, she, right. Yeah. So here's the question I was going to ask you because this is this obviously like your your music and a lot a lot of the things you're into. How does a Cuban kid get into this <laughs> this type of music? Because you're really into. I mean. Obviously, you're a country fan, right? But you're, I'm sure you're into all different kind of music too. Yeah, I I, I try to be, you right. know. Um, but but you also wasn't one of your missions sort of bringing that to Miami, like because when you came to Miami, obviously it I, wasn't a big uh, country town. Believe it or not, when I got here, my mission was to bring uh, like sorbet to Miami. But oh, okay, yeah. So you were, yeah, you came I had here, different. I had different missions. You were kind of getting out. Years. You, yeah, you, I was re- you like retiring you were out of music. Right? I, was, I moved here from New York, and I was like, I'm done with music. I sold all my instruments, and it it came back around on me. But I, I, I the the whole country thing. It's it's funny. I like to I like to tell this as a way of contextualizing it. My my parents are both immigrants. They came here from other countries. They wanted nothing more than for us to be. American and it's country music was definitely not what my parents were listening to right. when I grew up. Right. And there was, but I grew up in a small town and there was one station that played country. I mean, I didn't care for it growing up like the modern country of the nineties. Right. Right. But, but when I did find, you know, Hank Williams and things like this and I, and I developed like a deep kind of kindship with, with, with these, these sentiments and these feelings. I remember telling my dad that I was going to go be a country singer, and he was like very disappointed. <laughs> he had other he had other ambitions for me. Right. But I said I was like, hey, like you wanted American children, like what's more American than this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that yeah. See, it's funny what you said is is so true because I feel like the whole that new country thing kind of ruined country for a lot of people because right. that's what you thought that's what was played on the radio a lot. And that's what you heard. So automatically, I always thought, oh. That's, I don't like country. It's not for me. Yeah, it's not yeah. for me. But then when people, like, when I listen to this record, I've been listening to this record all week. This record is a fucking great record. It's obviously. super killer. Yeah. It's so good, and she's so great. She's such a great songwriter. And that's it. So 
the the thing about real country and good, I mean, it, it really comes down to just like songs, really great songs, yeah, and sung, yeah. and they're very heartfelt. But uh, the the nice thing about it is that you really, it's very present in your face because it's very easy to hear all the lyrics. You hear them right away, they're so up you front. know, yeah. yeah, they're upfront. You yeah. know exactly what she's saying, and there's a lot of depth to it, even though you know. There's a formula in a way, I mean, just like there's a formula in all songs. I mean, mainly yeah. it's verse, chorus, verse, yeah. chorus, whatever. But uh, yeah, there's so much uh, deep, I, the, the, yeah. there's so much you can uh, you can go into and get out of it. Uh, and especially something like this is a great record. All right, so this one came out in 1998. 98, yeah. So were you a fan of Lucinda Williams or is this kind of when you discovered her? And this you... this was the record that, that was my discovery at the time. Time and I didn't discover it in '98. I discovered it probably around like 2002 or something right, like right, that. And right. and I was discovering country music and and much to what you're saying, um, I was I wanted to be a fiction writer and so I was I was reading a lot and and writing a lot. That was that was what my kind of ambition, how my ambitions were kind of directing me. Right. And then, but I always played music and 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 so country I found like that great kind of like narrative element right right that i was right. that i was that i found in short stories and i definitely had this kind of obsession with the south as like a this stylized romantic oh yeah like kind so of juicy the, so place this album would be right in your yeah, wheelhouse yeah then, right so, because she yeah. sings about a lot of because i guess she localizes it you yes, know and yes, like she does and, and she makes the geography a character like so i think i was they used to have this stuff like on all music where you could, if you liked Hank Williams, you could kind of follow the tree. Right. See like, right, okay, right. If, if you like Hank Williams, then you, you'd probably like the Carter family exactly, and Jimmy Rogers exactly, and you could right. go in the other direction, you know? Yes. So I saw Lucinda Williams. I saw the last name. I'm like, well, I like Hank Williams. Maybe I'll like Lucinda Williams. And I got this record. I remember it having like a, a profound effect on me because I was reading a lot of this Southern Gothic literature and it had these same kind of like motifs. It had these same kind of themes of, of towns that you get stuck in, um, you know, kind of broken down people and broken down relationships. Right, right, and this right. this kind of romantic backdrop of like, you know, this, the South is almost like this, this great tragedy of history and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and right, everything right. gets kind of couched in that. Yep. But I remember it was, I, I was, I drove t through the South for the first time, maybe six months or so after I discovered the record. I drove to Katrina to, um, to gut houses after the hurricane. Um, I was driving in New Orleans, and when oh, I wow. when I put on that record, when I was in the actual area, when I was in Louisiana, Mississippi, and all of a sudden I'm seeing the signs for like Lake Charles, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or, and all of a sudden I realized that I was in the land right, of right. these songs. It just kind of it burst into like technicolor. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. So, so that I, yeah, so I always so, associated with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like uh, so. All right, so she. So obviously, by the time she got this, this was her fifth album already. But it was so, like her breakout. It was kind of, it was like her breakout. And yeah. then there's a, a whole bunch of people uh, playing on it, really great musicians. Like classic, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Earle, I guess, uh, co-produced it. And there was like, I think there was like three different producers, but the way I always think of it, not that I was there, but she was kind of this executive producer where I think she had made records that did not live up to like her standard for herself. Right. So she was kind of like maniacally, 
fastidious about i think she she broke it down to the studs a few times i think the record took like five or six years yeah yeah because i saw she had yeah. recorded a, a lot of it already with the guitar player with gerf, gerf morlix yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then she decided she was gonna he was pissed she decided right. now i'm gonna re-record this but yeah good for her because obviously she's known to be a, a bit of a perfectionist and uh purportedly reading about the recording may not have been much fun at times right <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day it it it, it really kind of I think it stands tall like oh yeah well almost 30 years later I guess because I guess the way they ended up doing a lot of it was uh live like a lot of it they were all they were the band was playing together live and she was singing live with over the band and and you could hear that in these songs so much she's I mean like we so we talked about country and and where she kind of fits and and I, I think of that part of the country as like you can kind of see the intersections I mean to me she's like as much blues as she is country and oh, right, right. there's so much swamp other, in her yeah, too, you know? Exactly. And so it's like her voice is like, it, it's so, I, I imagine when I hear like the performances that are, they're getting out of the, the different musicians that play on the record. Right. Her voice is so like essential to that. You know, I, I, I picture when they're, yeah. when they're recording it to hear that kind of, that juiciness and that snarl and that like the tenderness too of this like sweet stray dog you know <laughs> yeah and it's all very uh, personal it all feels very personal because the way they did it rat by the way rat you would love it because reverb there's no reverb on her vocals at all because rat rat hates reverb yes rat okay rat's got to say something good speak loud speak loud you said whoa you know she actually she sang live with the band yes that's the way you're supposed to all right but a lot of people don't so i was pointing that out <laughs> oh, okay, right. No, but it's true because they can't. Yeah. Tell you. Okay. This is why the, the producer was the guy that stood there and directed the band, watched the singer, watched their timing, watched how they sang the song, and ran the band to their vocal. Right. They didn't have a click track. They never a, a, a riff. They they ran all the great singers, uh, Frank Sinatra. They had a, a producer that watched them while they were singing and running the band through live. the voice, so they could yeah. so they the could play off must her. Yeah, go with the singer, and that's okay. why it that's feels the so good. Sings to the music. The yeah, a singer sings a pre-recorded music. They're fucked. You're sucking the. You're, you're sucking. I agree. No I agree. You're sucking the blood no out of the thing. Right. 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 I mean, we have. I'm with Rat on this for sure. Yeah. People are always trying to discover why music sounded so much better back then. We've got every technological advantage right. that we that they, we had on the 60s yep. and yet why does no, that music sound better it's exactly. the, it's that exactly. the it's the blood okay it's the blood <laughs> didn't you say you were going to clean your records or something <laughs> right <laughs> i know I, we, we trick him a little no I, that's that good was, i appreciate those that, that, that was, was a good. valuable that was a valuable diet it was it was good insight yeah. and another thing i noticed for uh, guitar geeks out there um there's a, a ton of a dobro guitars yeah. and resonator, it which is great. that. So explain what that is, like what kind of guitar that is. So I'm I'm no guitar expert. I, I think there's one on the wall back there, but essentially, oh, of course, Rat has one. This dobro or resonator, it's the the uh, you picture an, an acoustic guitar made of wood with a hole in the middle. Where that hole is, you have this metal that has some holes in it, and it it, it gives a different resonance. Right to the the sound of the metal of the of the fingers or the picks hitting the strings, the dober also has a higher action. A higher action. <laughs> Rat's got one. He's so handing it over. There's more distance between the strings and the fretboard. Right, and that allows for more more reverb, really. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, natural reverb, right? Natural. But natural. Reverb. Yeah. That, it, it was like a, that was the right. 
Okay. Yeah, right. So instead of amp, and they're probably doing slide a lot. They're doing. Of slide they're with probably that. playing yeah. it like this a lot. You know, they're putting it on their and they're playing well, it with a slide. Dobro. Yeah. That's the dobro. Well, both. Yeah, right. there's both. The dobro yeah, and the resonator. Right. They're all over. Okay. okay. But that's it's it's almost more of you get it in country, but it's almost more of a blues thing than it is a country thing. Right. 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 So right, genre. Take, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> take the resonator it's, away. It's sick. It's very sick. <laughs> so I think, so what we could basically say is that genre, which I, I've been saying this a lot lately, genre really doesn't matter. You don't it, need to talk about genre. Musicians you don't rare, like you've noticed in interviews, when genres brought up, musicians kind of bristle. They yeah, do of not, course. Because yeah. it, it really is very limiting. And yeah. it's, it's dismissive in a lot of ways. And the music that we tend to respond to is distinctive. And, and once we put a label on it, we're, we're reducing its distinction as right. something unique. Yeah, right. And transcendent, exactly. you know. And yeah, if nothing else, this record is really transcendent. And uh, oh man, it's great. All right, so let's get into the record. Let's start listening to it. Let's, let's do it. Listen to the first track. This is called Right in Time. <laughs> your mark on me it's permanent a tattoo pierce the skin and the blood runs through So right there from the start, you hear her her vocals just right up there, right yep. up front and clear. But then when they kicks in with the chorus and the backing vocals, it's so nice. It's so it's, pretty. It's like a nice establishing track on the album. It's I don't know why it's never like a song that I go to as much, but I think like it's a really good opening it's, track. It, it it, I think it does establish some of these like themes that run throughout the album. Like I was listening to it today for the first time in a long time, and it's like um, a lot of the songs are are about relationships. And they're about kind oh, of yeah. <laughs> complicated relationships, yep. and and oftentimes told from the perspective of someone who's out of it looking back. Right, and and it becomes and I noticed like in several songs in this album, she's often saying things that are are negative or painful, but there's also still this kind of like this wistfulness and this tenderness. So it's, oh yeah, right, right. It's almost like establishing like hey. Like things are not always so black and white, you know, like a, a bad relationship can have good things. There's right, good memories right, and yeah. bad ones. And I think it's, it becomes like a, yeah, like a metaphor for the kinds of, the kinds of songs she tells and the kinds right. of lives that she's describing. And someone that's you know? lived a life already. That's exactly. lived a lot, has yeah. been through a lot. And but, yeah, and they it, could look it, back it, on things with more of a uh, an eye saying, oh, well, yeah, it was shitty. He was an asshole, but it wasn't all shitty. Yeah, and know? he wasn't an all asshole. And I, yeah, yeah. I miss, it, although in some of these songs, the guy really sounds like an asshole. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, I think there's different composites. Who knows what's oh, like yeah. fiction and, and fact, but like, um, I think I, always, I think I go back to this record a lot because for me, it's like, the songwriter like does not have the luxury of 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 like just 
getting past pain. Like they kind of, they braze themselves in it and they have to like, <laughs> right. you have to like kind of look at it from different angles and, and evaluate it and live in it. And it's, it, it takes a lot of like, you know, chutzpah or, or resilience. Oh, you're throwing out chutzpah. Uh, Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yiddish out there. Nice. It takes chutzpah. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, she's, yeah. she's establishing like, these are the, these are the kinds of songs that are going to be on this album. Well, especially, know? and also this one, what I like is that it's a little twist on the usual male thing where, cause it's basically like, you know, like I'm going to rub one out thinking about my baby. That's yeah. basically what she's saying totally. in this song. Yeah. She's thinking about this guy and she says, um, you know, I, I, I take off my watch and my earrings, my bracelets yeah. and everything, lie on my back and moan at the ceiling. Oh yeah. my baby. So she's thinking about That's, her baby. It's, super yeah i mean she's it's, it's bold it's, it's really very bold. bold but she's she's very all her, her music to me is always very sensual like it's yeah, very very it sensual is, it is. and it is it is this kind of there she, I, I got a chance to interview her and she talked about this because she oh nice you know, she came up in a time where she was like the one gal hanging out with all the the hard drinking right it was right. a boys club oh yeah and i always think of her and she's like you know she's kind of establishing that these kinds of Gender roles, especially in the South, especially in a different time. Right. For her, they don't exist, you know? She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, She yeah. can be the dominant one. She can be the the one who's kind of articulating her sexuality. She, yeah, she's totally, not going totally. to She's not going to, like, adhere to these these different roles of how that yeah, works. Yeah, she's not going to be a, a shrinking violent that, no. oh, the hurt, you know, oh, I'm so hurt, whatever, not, no. Nope. <laughs> All right, so this next one listens to the title track, uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. <laughs> A house of Macon Loretta singing on the radio Smell of coffee Eggs and bacon Car wheels On a gravel road Pull the curtains back And look outside Somebody somewhere Don't know Come on now child we're gonna go for a ride, car wheels on a gravel I guess I was reading about her that her parents divorced uh, when she was like around 12. Yeah, I think some of this I hear like maybe it's something because that's like I get the idea of just like the memories like. Yeah, right, right. And and of, of like have, having to leave because I guess her dad, I ended up her dad got her dad's a, a custody her, of her. But her dad is like a, a very famous poet. I mean, very famous in poet circles. Miller, Miller Williams. Um, I actually worked for a writer in college who worked um, at the same university as him. And he would say Lucinda as a little kid. You know, there'd be like writers hanging out and oh, she'd come okay. down with a little guitar and play. But I think she kind of some of that kind of literary -ness, Oh, it makes sense because yeah. a lot of these songs are like sh They're short, short stories. stories. They yeah. are. Yeah. And it's like we were talking about. I just put this together. We were talking about some of the motifs in the first song. And it's funny that she invokes Loretta Lynn. Right, yes. Right at right, the top right, of the second yeah. song, which is like the great feminist country singer. Yep. Yeah. Which, again, like turns a lot of these gender roles in their head but it's also still about sensuality and like it's still it's still very temporal where she's giving you this memory 
but she's giving you the eggs and the bacon and and she's giving you the car wheels on a gravel road that's yes, that's very yeah, tactile yeah. you yep, know that's yep. very much like it's a visceral thing it's not it's not like an intellectual thing. Exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. Because she's good at that. I, I noticed it because obviously some writers have a really big uh, vocabulary can do it, but a really great writer can use simple words, but they just get the uh, the, 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 image, the feeling yeah, and the image across. Yeah. And she's great at that. It's drawn she's really back. Good at that. It's drawn back. A yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah, you know? yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. it's real. It all feels very real. Yeah, you're there. It's authentic. It's, yeah, you feel that's that's the funniest word sometimes, but it's like when you you, you can't describe it, but you know it when you see you hear it or you see it or you feel it you oh know? yeah yeah for and, sure and like i i it, it it feels reductive to be like wow listen to william she's so authentic but when i listen to these songs i'm there yeah you know? exactly, exactly. I'm, i've i've <laughs> like a movie i've suspended my disbelief enough to be immersed in the experience that she's providing yeah you know? yeah yeah all right, so this next one, I thought it was interesting that she wrote out the title of like a Prince song. It's almost oh, too, like it's a Prince too song. Cool, yeah, too yeah, be forgotten. Too yeah. Cool. yeah, but it's yeah, a great yeah. song and it's got a kind of a cool story too. Let's listen to a little bit of Too Cool to Be Forgotten. I just noticing listening to it the way she's talk singing some of it aside from her little accent southern accent you could think of other indie girl singers that you know maybe like Amy Mann or someone like that and yeah. she could be right up there you could say well she's just like an in, indie you know star or something so that's what I mean about the genre is really not she, meaning anything she straddles like a lot of lines I think but then you know th- this song to me is almost like spoken word poetry yeah, yeah exactly and but, and okay so did you read do you know what they're what uh, partially it's inspired by well i hear her talking about robert johnson and the, and I'm, I'm thinking about the famous story of robert johnson selling his soul right so the soul to the devil so we can play guitar but i guess it's filled with stories from uh juke joints different Miss, juke joints like yeah. mississippi, delta. mississippi delta juke yeah. joints so some of it is even just like signs that were on no there. smoking no gambling exactly yeah. exactly but I also read that the final verses are possibly about this guy Clyde Woodward, uh, who was he was her boyfriend in the early '80s, I guess, and he was a bass player, and he died in uh, 1991, about 40 years old of liver failure. And there's another song on here that Lake Charles was about exactly him? is yeah. also about him. But they think this one too because she's singing about I had a lover I thought was mine, thought he'd always I'd always be his Valentine. And then leaning against the railing of a Lake Charles bridge overlooking the river. So people have said, oh, this may be that last verse. Because Lake Charles him. is like his, was his place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, he asked me, would you jump into the water with me? And I told him, no way, baby, that, that's your that's own your death. That's your own death, you see. You see. Yeah. Oh, such a great that's line, right? That's a crazy right? line. 
fine. But but I think she's she's doing she's weaving a lot of things in there. She's I think she's talking about kind of the fatalism that you know it, it exists in country and exists in the blues. It's kind of the the romance of this fatalism sometimes. Yes, the roma- yeah, right. Exactly. The romance of the death wish. And, yes, yes. But also like that kind of the duality of 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 not living versus like living forever. You know, there's right, people right, who right. who made such a big impact and maybe they they're gone, but they the legacy stays. Right, and right. So right, that's right. that's kind of what that too cool to be forgotten is to me. But to to give it the the Prince treatment is almost to mo- it, it's it's modernizing and saying yeah like, yeah yeah it yeah, still yeah. exists now like that's still right right but it, it becomes these like this whole album to me is kind of like this it's almost like an like an an elegy or like a you know she's she's kind of delivering these stories there's another I think it's the next song on the album is about Blaze Foley so right it's like she's, yeah yeah she's, these are like remembrances exactly you know? exactly which, which is like a beautiful thing oh know? yeah i know yeah. and it is especially when it's when it's done so well and they're so well written uh yeah so it's funny before i read about uh, a drunken angel i thought it might have been about uh, Grand parsons because right. the whole fallen angel, angel. right yeah. right yeah. drunken angel but and and who knows because i guess she's she, a big fan i mean i've heard her play Grand parsons live like she's she'll right. play his songs she'll do like uh, oh yeah well you can totally Pines. see that right yeah for sure uh, all right let's listen to a little bit of drunken angel While that was yeah. playing, uh, <laughs> we got pouring some uh, Jameson. We're drinking some whiskey. Nick uh, and, and Rat's taking his pills, his uh, vitamins. <laughs> the secret, the secret vitamin, sauce. Vitamins. The secret yeah, sauce. Yeah. No, they are. They're really vitamins. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that but, was the first. That was the first song I think that grabbed me from this record, and it was like, oh, okay, it's so kind of like in your face. I didn't even know who Blaze Foley was at the time, but you know, she's writing about this character who was in this songwriting circle in Austin in the right. 70s and who, who died under tragic circumstances. Yeah, just to, it's, in a bar over an argument, right? Like a dumb was, argument. It was, it was actually like, it's pretty crazy. So there was an, an older man who lived um, on his block or near him and the older man's son would come and steal his social security checks every month. Oh, Jesus. So Blaze got wind of this because they were friends and he was there when, when the son showed up they got into an argument and the son shot him oh, and killed Jesus. him. So that's the story. Wow. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they had any kind of romantic thing, her and Blaze, but he was this, I think he, he, he's kind of symbolic of this kind of songwriter archetype, this like um, 
you know, doomed yeah, savior like a, singing. A lo- she'll call them. She says sometimes lovable losers. You know. Oh yeah, like, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Which I'm sure yeah. she's probably she's being funny. You know, to, but which she's she, probably was yeah. attracted to because yeah, that's because it's girls attracted to bad boys. Well, she says, right. you know, like your orphan clothes and your long black hair, looking like you didn't care. It's that looking like you didn't care piece that's so attractive. You exactly, know? <laughs> exactly. Drunken angel. Yeah, and she and she does. She paints such a picture in here. Some some kind of savior singing the blues. A, a derelict. derelict in your duct tape shoes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. By the way, Nick's doing this without lyrics in I, front of him. He, he knows I, I, I like this. I like this shit. But 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 she yeah. And and there's still all that juiciness. This like that's kind of to me. It's it's really what what blows me away still about this album like when she's in this song she's saying blood spills out from the hole in your heart over the strings of your guitar she's he he was shot to death so like it's she's being poetic but it's still like yes, she's actually yeah. describing what actually happened and but it's again this kind of like this this kind of archetype or metaphor of like the of the the down and out songwriter and 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 what they sacrifice for their right. art the lifestyle that kind of that kind of comes unfortunately sometimes part and parcel with that kind of that kind of a direction or that approach to to being a songwriter right or and being a derelict <laughs> yeah right right and another interesting thing i saw you know you'd mentioned her father miller williams uh the writer the poet she had i, I read a specific thing about the song she said she had showed him this oh, song yeah. yeah and she said a uh, blood spilled out from the hole uh from a hole in your heart she wrote and he said you should say the hole in in, in, yeah. in your heart it, it's and she said and so that so, just shows yeah. how how precise writerly yeah. and precise yeah. it is and it yeah. is it, it, it is much better that way it's definitely better because it's it's the hole that he got shot in exactly any the hole in your heart any old hole exactly but <laughs> i read another story where she i think it was she showed him lake charles and and he was he you know she was showing him kind of this this collection of songs and he was like you've already used angel in this you're, you you said angel already on this album so you should find another word here because she says angel in the oh course, right right charles. and that time she's she she didn't listen to him. Oh, so good, good for I think her. It's, it's, it's good to take <laughs> feedback. You know, your dad's a, f- a famous poet, but he's not always right. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> I a good can relate point. to that. <laughs> and that's the, and you can tell that that's the kind of person she is. She's she isn't going to roll over for anyone. No, but she'll, she'll take she, it. But she's like, okay, you're right here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay, okay, you're right there, but you're not right here. I'll, I'll give you the article, but not the <laughs> not the noun. <laughs> exactly. This episode of that record got me high podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I also mentioned this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is, really, but uh, it really helps out, and we appreciate you, and we have special patron-curated episodes, and we send out newsletters, and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right, so this next one, purportedly she wrote it uh, after the Berlin Wall fell in 1989. This is Concrete. Concrete and Barbed Wire. This wall divides us from two different sides. But this wall's not real. 
Cracking, just her voice cracking right it's, there, and just her—it's so—it's like it's so hillbilly perfect. But it's like this song is so. <laughs> Did you just say hillbilly? Hillbilly perfection. <laughs> okay. She, but she's sitting right. The song's really straddles that like blues folk country line. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Dobro's exactly. in there. Oh yeah, but yeah. That, so she's good. Yo- she's kind of yodeling. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. But it's right. so bluesy. I didn't, and 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 the fact that it's about the Berlin Wall, I didn't know that. That kind of puts it squarely in this kind of Woody Guthrie, you know. Oh, yeah. Socially woke kind of Well, area. she's really good at that because it also explores kind of like because how love can transcend physical barriers like a, a wall. So she's using it as that. Yeah. But yeah, that probably the wall, that, that, she's that's cool. She's exploring the wall metaphor. Like exactly. Because the, the it's like I'm, I'm picturing, you know, she. I think, I think later in the song she says, my sugar's doing time so you can't seem to spend time with me. Yeah. So yeah. he's in jail. That's one. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, or, or the dogs are at the gate. You know, it's like there's. The, but then it becomes she's exploring the the metaphor of the wall as like something that divides two people exactly and it can exactly, be a lot yeah. of different things right right you know but she's really good at not do because that could be uh, it could cliche be cheesy, it could yeah, sound cliche yeah, and cheesy yeah. but she's really good at it not but nothing on this album rings cheesy or cliche at all that's what I mean authentic you, you like throw away the the sound oh it sounds authentic like it's so overused now but it's like but it still it still applies and it's like oh it does yeah. and it's like bad. nobody like Bob Dylan can talk about like you know like like heartbreak and, and use a and use a cliche but when, when he, he can use it with such expertise that it doesn't feel like he breathes new life into it and doesn't feel old or like used and she can do the same thing she's like I can approach this like metaphor that's been done 10,000 times and I'll right. and I'll do it distinctively and that's you know that is the to me one of the hallmarks of a great writer they don't exactly. stay away you're, from that be, just because it's a cliche no no you're exactly right and it's such a fine line people and i guess people who don't know i think a lot of people think oh it's it's easy to do and that's like that's like the hardest i think that's the thing hardest thing to do because everything is. in your body is telling you to stay away from that and they, <laughs> exactly. and they, and they go anyway lean in you, you <laughs> yeah. lean into it you lean into it and exactly. you like you just find your way out of it you find your way over the wall <laughs> all right so speaking of leaning into things lake charles this is a beautiful bittersweet song and this uh this one is is about her former boyfriend clyde woodward which i guess they had already been split up but it's really it's a really heartbreaking uh story because he was dying of cirrhosis of the liver and she was on her way to to see him she was on a plane to see him and he he died before they got he she got there i didn't know that yeah so she wrote this and uh oh man it's uh it's a beautiful song let's listen to a little bit of lake charles He had a reason to get back to Lake Charles He used to talk about it He'd just go on and on He always said Louisiana 
What he loved about Lake Charles, he loves it. But then she gets in with that chorus, yeah. and it's like, what you wished for someone in those last, like just those last moments. She said, uh, yeah, right? yeah. Did an angel whisper in your ear and hold you close and take away your fear in those long last moments? It's I, like that detail that she was trying to get back and say goodbye. I didn't know that, and it just kind of it adds so much, like, oh my god, it does, right? Like, impact to the song, but it's. It, that, I love that first verse because it's like you're you're almost like on a map, you know. She's, yes, yeah, yeah, and right. She, and she's like, "This is where he's from," you know. Like he's, she wants you to know. And then it's like the second verse, you know, listeners, whenever you're listening to this, 2028 20, or 100 years from now, that second verse where she's like, you know, we're in a ye- like he, he, I think he used, to, he used to like to drive as fast, and it's like in a yellow El Camino. Oh yeah, right. The Howlin' Wolf. It's yes, like, yeah, it's yeah. just so temporal again. It's yes, just like exactly. Yeah. You're like this person. Like was so alive, right? You know, right. I knew yeah, that, exactly. and that was that's like I'm like, wow, you know, she's she's talking about these people who are gone, and she wants to really emphasize how alive they were, exactly, you know? like how exactly. electric they were as people, right? You know? Right, and, and 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 it's just like so heartbreaking when you because that's the one thing you you would you she wasn't there to see him, but uh, did an angel whisper in your ear yeah. and, and take away your fear, she's like she's hoping, hoping. exactly, yeah, and it's and that. I guess that's what I'm saying, like that to me, that's something that I've taken out of this record that's almost like I mean I'm I'm uh, yeah I got a lot of problems as a human but like <laughs> but it's like you know, we all do we all. you know it's like that tenderness of saying like okay this guy probably like didn't always treat her the best and maybe she didn't treat him the best whatever but like there's still this love and tenderness oh yeah right and it's, com- exactly. it's the compassion that exists sometimes beyond like the romance of whatever it was and yeah it, and that compassion is like one of the greatest things a songwriter can teach people is compassion that's, for people that's you know? so true i love it that's that's to me that song is like kind of like the crown jewel the whole record is amazing but that song is really really something she always plays it live i've seen her like five times oh really have you i was gonna ask you that she's actually playing in march i'll plug it at the parker playhouse that's where she likes to really play when she comes down. i want to go to that i want to go great. see let's it. go i want to go all yeah, right all right a, dude let's go broward rat in, uh, you want to do it oh no it's in broward i'll, bro- I'll buy the rat tickets won't go. i'll get him i'll get him up there <laughs> no he won't go but uh it's a beautiful theater Okay, yeah. It's a sit-down theater, you know, people listen, you know. All right, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, so uh, this is the the next one is the one song that uh, she didn't write. It was written by Randy Weeks, I Can't Let Go. Oh, yeah. And uh, I guess it was also covered by Robert Plant and Al. Oh, Rose. on that, on that, uh, the, on the record that T-Bone. Raise the Roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great song. She does a great job on it. You can't let go. This is the great vocal yes. performance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a 
fish out of water, a cat in a tree. You don't even wanna talk to me. Well, it's old, I know it, but I can't let go. He won't pay me back when I come around. Says he's sorry, then he puts me out. I got a big chain around my neck, and I'm broken down like a train wreck. Well, it's old, I know it. So badass. So cool. I mean, um. Only wherever she does this, the best Lucinda impression. I remember this was one of the first songs I played for. We were on a road trip to the South, and I was like, we got to listen to this while we're in the South. And she's like, she sounds like she has marbles in her mouth when you hear it. She's like, ah. <laughs> you know, she's, but there's this Southern, this Southernness that's so rich. And right, like, right, right. It just, it adds so many, like, so much overtones. And then when she hits that chorus and it's like, she's like screeching. Yeah, yeah, But there's right. also so much control in the voice. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're watching somebody who really knows how to, like, use the the voice as an instrument of expression yes now i was going to ask you something because you said you interviewed her does she because i I think some country performers lean into their accents more when they're singing sometimes but she she's she has an accent right yeah (laughs) i I can remember it was we're we're on on this road trip and the credit is all olies because she was like she got really into her and she was like we're, I want to interview her. We're going to interview her. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know the first Oli, thing Oli, now you're saying Oli. Tell everyone who Oli is. Oli, we started a record label together. She's an artist uh, in Miami. Um, you can check out her music under Oli. Um, but she she found a way to get us an interview. And I remember the anticipation of hearing that voice. And and you did not get the sense, at least I did not, that it's it's an affectation. This right. Is, yeah. She she had she grew up in the deep south. <laughs> right. And it's just the way that she talks, and it's, but there's so much music in her speaking voice, you know. Like, oh yeah. So that way. Oh, okay. The music is like it, it's that that singing voice is so rich, but you know sometimes you hear these people who have great singing voices, and then you hear them speak, and it's like. There's what? so much, ri- but th- this was, she sounds like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's got like, you know, and it's, it's a product of, of, I think where she grew up and yeah, I, right. I, it's, I, I dig it, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, almost as an outsider is like, I'm not from the South, but that there's something just so like rich exotic well it, yeah it's a, yeah it's like exotic though those of us who aren't from the south right, like I'm, right. I'm from new york and yeah right. when you hear that <laughs> it's exotic yeah um all right so this next one i lost it a very traditional uh, country sounding one this one it was on a first she put on her first record i think she did it was yeah. like a faster like a happy a, woman blues yeah it was like kind of folkier and fast like yeah blue, almost bluegrassy exactly yeah. but uh interesting uh that i read because i read that she wrote it after seeing a, a bumper sticker on a car that said have you found jesus and it's funny because listening to it, I thought it sounded like it could be that, but she's really good at getting it because it could also just be about love, love and a lost life, love. But then yeah. when you when you know that, it kind of adds like a little extra. I'm learning. You know, I love what I'm learning because that's it's when you have a song that says it, like you always as the listener. Exactly. Like, what is exactly. it? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Exactly. That's but it's so still. Cool. But it's a great song. Let's listen to. I lost Give me some love 
Obviously, we're talking about her so much, her singing and everything, but great players on this whole oh my, thing, man. so good. <laughs> the so playing good. on this is so, so good. It's so good. But I, I can't, I, I did not know that detail, and like it, it really activates that line where it's like, I thought I was in heaven, but I was only dreaming. Right, yeah, it, yeah. Because it's about, it, it can be about God, but it's also about faith, you know? And sometimes it, yeah, right, there's right. a lot of faith in relationships, you know? Like right. She, that line in the first. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, are you heavy enough to make me stay? I feel like I might blow away. It's like. Like yo, things like can you handle this? You know, can yeah. you handle me? Exactly. Can I handle exactly. you? you but know? She's, that's a sign of a great songwriter that she'll you'll you'll get a spark of something. It'll spark yeah. an idea, but you'll expand on it, and you know. Also, yeah, it's just not about one thing. You La- know, yeah, it's layers. about many things. Yep, it's yeah, all the layers. That's such a cool detail, though. That really kind of like opens well, it. That's for what me. I'm here for. I, yeah, I, I, this is a cool. I, I highly recommend this experience for anybody who, who digs <laughs> records. Come on the podcast. Right, you're well, gonna learn a thing or two. There you go. <laughs> Um, all right, so this next one, Metal Firecracker, another beautifully written, which, yeah, Lost Love, another Lost Love. I mean, this that's really, I guess, this, kind that's of the, the theme. Yeah, that is the record. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's another great song, though, Metal Firecracker. thinking because i read that she wrote it about a little fling she had with a musician when they were on tour in a tour bus so she could be talking about it was yeah the bus and and it was a very and it was a very uh, you've ever slept on a tour bus it's not a very nice so a metal firecracker that's a great uh, (laughs) metaphor for a tour bus that's great i love that but it's like also i i love that whole like of of a of a tryst or a or a, a you know a past love that asking them not to tell anybody your yeah, secrets because th- yeah that's you know? so great because you feel like sometimes you you like lose uh, like when you you're deep in love with someone and then you, you, you give them like things that are secrets so you lose you know? a bit of yourself yeah. and you're saying please don't tell yeah like, don't okay share that. like we're not together anymore <laughs> but can i trust that you'll like still don't tell keep my, my don't some keep of those my secrets, secrets. yeah that's, that's great it's really tender and beautiful it is and it is yeah that's that's definitely one of my favorites on this record yeah yeah so good and uh, all right, so this one, uh, this next one, Greenville, is it's um, it's basically 
like a, a kiss off to a shitty. Remember, I was saying the shitty boyfriend. This is the one where I felt like it was a sh- it was kind of a shitty boyfriend. But it's really interesting it's, song because if you notice, it's very simple. There's so there's, simple. It's there's, three chords. There's no yeah. breaks, no, no bridges, verses, just six verses. And it's again with these like road this roadmap thing, exactly, and which it's is almost like you, her perfectionism or OCDness. Like yes, you know, yeah, yeah, trying it, to like like uh, what do you call that like like a map when you're trying to she's trying to like triangulate these feelings right 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 map, so she's you know? bringing up all these things and some of the shitty things he did whatever and then she's got that brutal tagline at the end of every verse uh, go back to Greenville yeah just like, go back to off, Greenville basically. get the fuck away <laughs> yeah. from me oh so great all right so and Emmy Lou Harris is singing on this too I think oh okay that's Emmy Lou Harris because so, yeah, yeah you could hear that you could definitely tell that's not her harmonizing with herself because she's got a completely different kind of voice and yeah it's really nice and, and Emmy doesn't like she she'd rather it's like this way that she as of like not blending it's like blending by not blending yeah Yeah. but it's great it's really great it was such a great song let's listen to Greenville don't wanna see you again or hold your hand cause you don't really love me you're not my man you're not my man said so so simple but so great it's that effective thing of like um you know when you put the pill in the ice cream like she she wants to say fuck off but she does it in a sweet way yeah you know? right exactly so it's like subversive <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yep, yeah that's true it's a good way to put it and again here we get still i long for your kiss um so again it's someone that's it's over, but she still has this, you know, longing. There's uh, a ta- there's a tale, like yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, and and I guess a lot of people can relate. I don't know. I've been married a really long time. <laughs> you have to go back to you know, but the, I could the still, high school dance nah, or something. I could, uh, vicariously, I could relate yeah. to. It. Uh, let's listen to "Still I Long for Your Kiss." <laughs> Oh, what we had I know our love is gone And I can't 
whole band you could hear this is a band all playing together it's like swinging yeah, yeah. it's got a, the the uh, groove is great and i love how uh, i love how it was recorded like when they do those stops you could hear that drum ringing yeah. like ringing out where you could you could imagine some you're engineer almost, going oh you have to clean that up yeah, you gotta yeah. take that out but you're almost in like you're in the dance hall you know you're yeah, seeing a, yeah, you're yeah. seeing a band live and that's like the beauty of, of recording everybody together but yeah this song it's like it's it's I'm glad we're listening to the whole album because it's maybe one that I skip sometimes, but it's such a great song. And it's it's like more of like an R&B song. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, totally. You know? It is. It stands out on the album. It's got it shows like a different it has a different kind of yeah. flavor. Right. Exactly. And you know what? And I just wanted to bring up I, I didn't bring it up before, Nick, but I actually I, I, I saw you play. I mean, I, I think I've seen you more than once, but I saw I remember the first time I saw you was at uh, Churchill's. You did a thing at Churchill. Maybe with the with Jacuzzi Boys or yes, it yeah, was. It that was, was a there. fun night. Yeah. And and it was so cool because I'm thinking, wow, this kid's different. And but it was great because it was like a young crowd and all these kids like getting into it and grooving. And it was like just was, something so different. I was a little worried, you know. Like I love Churchill's. I go to see shows, but I'm like, is this? Real? I, I told. I remember they they asked me if we would play, and I was like. Does Churchill's really? Are you sure? Like oh, your your, great. your crowd's brilliant. gonna dig? Like you know? Like <laughs> they I don't, did, and they dug I, it I don't, so much. I, was, I, was, I feel like I'm gonna get hit in the head with a beer can or something. <laughs> well, that could still happen. Even, even I was if like, they you like know, you, I'll, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, it's a yeah. form of it's a it's a, it's a no, but it, it was great. Thank and that's, you. Uh, yeah, thank yeah, you. I didn't I didn't know you were there, but it was. Thank, yeah. That was a fun night. I remember Rat, Rat was on the boards. I think that was the first night that 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 Rat gave me the time of day because I've been trying to you know. Talked to Rat for maybe a year or a couple years. Well, and you know, he was like that was he was like that <laughs> he's was coy. Good. Yeah, yeah. I earned his respect, which is is you know was a. a I still I've uh, known him the, almost forty years. I don't think I've earned his respect yet. So he was like you. You, you sounded like Fleetwood Mac. I was like, is that a good thing? <laughs> it is. That's a good. That's a compliment. Uh, no, it totally is. <laughs> if, it was, if it was like you sounded like Paul McCartney, then I would. <laughs> okay, so according uh, to Lucinda, this next one, Joy was written in a car while she was driving to Fayetteville, Arkansas to visit her parents. Interesting. And she's just wandering like city to city looking for her goddamn Joy. Right. right? Where, where is it? Where is, where is my it? Joy? Can't find it. I misplaced it like her keys. Exactly. Let's listen to Joy. <laughs> Thing, right, sing oh, along so with the guitar yeah. and everything, yeah, exactly. Elmore James, but what do you? I'm curious as 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 someone who's listening to this record. You said you're listening to this week. What do you think it is like this? This like the geographical. There's, there's so much like geography in this album. Like. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? 
I feel, and this could totally be me projecting. I could not know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but in just reading about her and the fact when her parents divorced and then she was with her dad and they moved around a lot, I think she just got that wanderlust thing or that moving around from place to place. And that kind of, that's kind of hard for a kid. And that kind of, affects you so i think a lot of that is just li- like you were saying before about the geography becomes character th- th- this are characters in the yeah. songs because maybe she felt a certain way when she was in this city right and then when she was in that city she remembers that so, so it's sort so of it's like, like she can kind of isolate her or understand her feelings through the geography yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which is great and uh, that's probably what drew you to it so much because it's just like that's that's like right in your wheelhouse i, th- I think yeah thing. i mean we like my family moved a lot and 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 my parents not being from here was like um we never really felt, I never felt like we were kind of, you know, we belonged wherever we were. Right, um, right. In this town, you know, my dad is brown, everybody else is white. I'm like, okay, you know, this is a thing. And it's funny, like, I, I'm putting it together now, but this this record was so, like, seminal for me. And, like, I made these three records, the last one I put out last year, but they were geographically specific. So, oh, yeah. Like so I, I said, have, that's I, totally I have, in I have your my Texas house. record, I have my, my tropical record, and my... And I made a record of my hometown. It's like, it must have it must have made this impression on me, this like idea of geography or a place as a character. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I think it does relate back to literature because I, I think of like this collection of stories that I loved as a, as as a young person uh, by Sherwood Anderson called Winesburg, Ohio, and it's about a town. And then Faulkner, you know, he would write about these these areas. Right. And, right. And and everything kind of like revolved around the whatever was in the air of that little area. Right. Whatever you know, was happening, whatever which, was going on, the, the, the little, uh, the nuances and the minutia of, yeah. of the small town yeah. and like that. And it was yeah. a whole world, you yeah, know, it's it like is. maximalist within that small contained unit, you right. know, but it's like, it's like creating, and maybe this gets back to what country music, you know, is or isn't, but it's like sometimes like creation exists via limitations, you know, like people say, well, the, these these songs are musically simple, right? But when yeah. you create those limitations, and then you can create whole worlds within those limitations. Oh yeah, and it does. Them. And and like I said, for me, it's almost an exotic thing because it's almost like uh, tourism for me. Like yeah, Which, emotional tourism because I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know like Louisiana growing up. You know, right? I, you know, I, it's I don't exotic know for sure. If you're not from there, yeah. But but like so, like y- y'all, like your background is 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 punk. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. I, so, like, That's but, when I first got do, into music. I was, do you, I was a do punk you, rock kid. <laughs> some kind of similarities in that kind of creating like these parameters musically that you can like maximize expression oh right minimalizing yeah oh yeah music exactly exactly there is and and like i said you know when i was younger i was an idiot because i only you only like one kind of music and this is what i like and i hate everything else it defines you you know yeah Yeah. and it does but now it's like so great that i could just appreciate so much you know this stuff and i say oh my god this is this is missing out this is the best yeah Yeah. no but i don't even think i don't think because you wouldn't trade your experience of being like a like a ride or die 
punk kid. Like, I wouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten any of this shit when yeah. I was younger anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, some stuff, you know, some people are more sophisticated. than. But me. you had to like probably if, if you want to really understand something, you got to like kind of laser focus in on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So now we get a really uh, another road trip uh, breakup song. What do you know for the final song of the record? But this is like a late night driving uh, road trip breakup song, I think, Jackson. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is where she's she's trying to convince herself that she's not going to miss her ex by the time she gets to her destination, you know? Oh, man. But it's a really uh, it's a really nice closer. Let's listen to Jackson. just trying to convince herself you know like once i get to jackson I'll, I'll i'll be over you finally it's so it's such a beautiful closer and like i'm get i get like I, I was listening to the album today but i didn't get to the end i forgot how much i love that song but even that like the the, the picking style in the beginning it's got like mississippi john hurt kind of vibes you know it's just okay like beautiful I, like beautiful like blues i'm not familiar food. with that reference but okay I, I think so i don't know okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're right but it's it's just it's oh yeah, it's done, it, it, and it's great, and it's it's really somber and beautiful, and it, her vocals are really naked. This is the most yeah. vacant, naked vocals around the whole record are right at the end. It's, it's true. Really great but you still have these, like, kind of these dobro motifs that you've gotten earlier. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just stripped yeah. down and, like, Yeah, it's such pure. a great, I mean, it's great how things align, how this is such a magnificent record, and this was her breakout record. It's like sometimes things actually work out, you know? You, you know, it's like, yeah, I can imagine being in the session and, and people being like, Jesus Christ, can we just finish this fucking record? And she's like, she had a vision for it. And right. she, she kind of knew she had like a really, you can listen to her earlier records. I love them. But there's something elevated about this that demanded probably that that vision. That, well, yeah, yeah, we didn't even mention it. We mentioned it before we talked. But Steve Earle, there was a <laughs> quote that he uh, that he uh, allegedly said it was the least amount of fun he's ever had working on a what? record, which later he said he was misquoted. But I don't know. It's yeah, probably he, true. I'm sure it was true, but he probably was proud to have been a part of it. And oh, yeah. How could some, you not be? Right? Sometimes great art isn't that fun, you know, in, exactly. in the making of it, you know, exactly. it's uh, <laughs> tough kids. It could be it's tough. Not, it's not supposed to be fun all the time. Just kids. ask rat, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Nick, this was great. You know, I I didn't tell you, but someone else had picked this record a while ago, but they ended up changing their I mind to a different had, one. Somebody had, someone did, and they changed it. So I'm really glad you ended up doing this because you were a great guy to do this I'm, record. I'm really glad, and I'm really thank you so much for for inviting me, and I loved doing this. This was so much fun. I learned a lot about 
one of my favorite records of all time. So thank you for for, oh, for awesome. that gift. Yeah. All right. So where's the best place to people to find if they want to know more? Nick, I'm gonna actually play one of your. I'm gonna play some Nick County on the playoff. But uh, where's a good place to find you? You can find me in all the usual digital places, and I've been playing. I'm playing. Obviously, by the time this comes out, this will have been already happened. But I'm playing tomorrow, which will have already happened. It out at out of Danny's uh, parents' place, the Cleat. I play out there a lot. Oh, okay, um, nice. So look for me at the Cleat. I'm opening for the Waco Brothers, which is an awesome band, Bloodshot Records band that I love. Some of the members of the Maycons as well. Oh, in, nice. Uh, in uh, John, like John Langford in, in February, uh, at the Dogfish. Something like that. Oh, okay. But I'm nice. excited to play with them because they're an awesome band. So all right, and that's now, where you can see me next, I guess. Uh, well, if it's out by then, it's podcast. I don't know what kind of a, a cue you got. No, it's coming. I think this uh, Saturday. It's, uh, okay. it's coming out. Soon, so yeah, so. come out to the Dogfish Head Brewery and yeah, see, yeah. We'll play. I'll have a full band and and uh, and yeah, the Waco Brothers are awesome. An awesome and uh, all right, so that's Nick County and also uh, Public Works Records. If someone wants, yeah, to check that go out. check out all the releases on Public Works. Those are. Uh, all really great releases that I, I was proud to be a part of. It's Rick Moon and Juan Ledesma and Rachel Angel and Oli and Highlight. Um, just like a, yeah, all Miami music genre agnostic, the, the label, but um, nice. songwriter focused. Genre agnostic, and, and, I like and, it. Yeah, good music all around. Yeah, it is. It's great music. Uh, all right, and uh, don't forget, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at, at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high is a lot of fun. On Twitter, Red, are, are you on that Facebook group? Got me high. Are you a member of that? Oh, good. Okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, is. Twitter is at TRGMH Podcast. Red, when are you coming back on? You got to pick a record and come back on. All right, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I can't do one now because I'm exhausted. Too exhausted. I can't do it now. Uh, Twitter is at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Don't forget, most important, if you want to become a patron of the show, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Become a patron. I really appreciate all my patrons so much. You guys are awesome. You're the best. Uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks again, Nick. Yes, Brett. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I get... <laughs> go, go, get yourself, go get yourself a phonograph. All right. I'm going to get a record. Oh, yeah. By the... <laughs> and then you can really get high. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. We're out of here.